The current spoiler warning level is Azure. Friends and folks, for this episode, you're looking at a spoiler warning of Azure. We're talking about a machine from Turn A Gundam. That's really it. Please enjoy the episode. Hello, friends and folks, and welcome back to another episode of Mechanista NG. And technically speaking, they've done the impossible. I'm Six Stepmar. And I'm Dylan. What's the impossible? GBO2 technically runs on PC now. <laughs> it was so funny that they initially started it, and it had the exact same problem again, where too many people signed in all at once and it broke everything. Uh-huh. Um, yeah. But... It seems like it's working fine now because all of my fucking chats have been going ham with, like, people playing it. And also people asking me to play it, and I'm like, I already have the game. Okay, so two things here, I guess. One is, we had this talk beforehand, and I do get it, but it's a beta test, and you can fuck around in a Zaku with your friends for an hour. Yeah. Uh, two is... I say it technically runs. It does run very poorly, has ridiculously high system requirements, and if you try and so, like change the controls, it just doesn't let you. So that's the thing, right? Like Someone in one of the chats simultaneously said, oh yeah, it runs really bad on my system, but I love uh, this is so much better than on PS4, and my brain's like, it, it runs pretty average on PS4. Like it, It'll drop frames when you're in like a really big fight, but... I, I'm so confused. I mean, I don't know. I think, I mean, there are a lot of people who are just, there are a lot of people who just have the brain of this is on PC, therefore it's better, which like, I guess, listen, you've gotten your Pavlovian response to playing things on PC, but you need to understand that that's actually kind of stupid. Of I you. just, um, I, I've just, look, I've, I, I don't know. I know that I'm the low poly person. I realize the thing i don't care about all that much is as long as like one as long as a game's performance isn't so bad that i'm losing inputs uh and two as long as it's not hitting single digit frames i really don't care like i do notice it don't get me wrong i'm not going to try to say oh i can't tell the difference between 30 and 60 fps i can but I just don't. Oh, that's care. not what we're, that's not what we're talking about. I mean, like, I'm, oh, there yeah. are some I'm people just... who are talking about like, oh no, it's in 45. I'm not one of those people. Oh, you know what I mean, though. I'm just saying. I know that you don't mean that, but I just it's a thing that's sure. on my mind because, like, I don't know. It pro- it's a thing on my mind because occasionally I play games on the Switch that people say like look like they run terribly, and there are some games that do. But like, I played Hyrule Warriors: uh, Age of Calamity just fine. I mean, yeah. I don't know if that's also because I don't play it in, in handheld mode. I don't play any game in handheld mode. The thing's a, a console. I'm not going to pretend it's a handheld. I have a 3DS if I want to play handheld games. It's a handheld. I'm not going to pretend it's a console. I only play games in handheld. Oh, okay. I see. I, I you know, if, if it was a more comfortably designed system, I would. 
Problem is, the problem I have with it is it ruins handhelds, though, because even though it's technically a weaker system, everyone wants to just develop the same exact fucking games for it, which eliminates the whole point of handhelds being a smaller handheld device with simpler system requirements that companies could experiment more with the form of, and they don't do that on the Switch because they just try to release the normal games on the Switch. I mean, that ship sailed when Sony gave up. I mean, yeah, but, you know... I, it's on my mind also just because I've been playing my 3DS a lot, and I'm like, man, so many cool, like, little eShop games and stuff for this, too. And it's mm-hmm. just like, you know, like, you, you, they just don't exist. And I mean, it, they don't exist in the same way because they are being... It, it's not just indie things. Like, this is, like, a thing that's always on my mind. It is not just, like... I, I like indie titles, obviously. I follow a lot of indie developers. I play a lot of indie games, usually free ones, weird little things from Itch.io and all that. You know, big. I am big proponent of Haunted PS1 uh, various people, <laughs> uh, etc. But I just miss the era of, like, mid-tier games made by no established companies, but, like, that aren't, you know, AAA nightmares. Sure. I mean, yeah, I hear you. And it's just, like... The hand- handholds were kind of, like, becoming the last last bastion for that kind of thing, and then now in the modern era, it's just, like, they, they kind of don't really exist. Like, you, you occasionally get some, and, you know, it's not like I hate every game. I was just talking before we started about how much I, like, like I still play Monster Hunter Rise and stuff, but, you know, Monster Hunter is a weird game, though. I don't know if I would call that... I- Rise, I don't think specifically, I, I think is like as AAA as, say, World. And honestly, I like Rise more than yeah. World, so, you know. Oh, I like World more than Rise, but um, not because it's more AAA, just because I like, I like the levels and the monster design more. Yeah, but. well, had they made the levels more fun to actually explore in World, that would have been nice. Fair. Um, they're, they're very big and beautiful. Uh, they're also a pain to traverse. But don't worry, Iceborne decided... What if you could ride on a little companion? Great, now I'm just AFK for a good two minutes while I run to where the monster is. So. Uh, on, on the subject of GBO2, <laughs> though, the thing that, like, I think... The thing that PC people will learn quickly is that I think... The, th- the big strength of GBO2 is that it's a really great concept, right? What they want to do with that game is just cool and a game that should exist. And BB Studio is a bad team. Well, it's not even... From what I know, I don't even think it's made by the same team. I think the PC one is being handled by a different group because the same team has to be working on the weekly updates for the console one. Um, I think that... I, I, I would need to check the credits on the PC one, but I had heard specifically that it's another group working on it. Well, I mean, but if you take okay, if you're if what you do is you port GBO two, no, yeah, like <laughs> you're like I don't know, you're you're porting a thing that's already a mess. I don't think there is a single element of that game that is well made. Some of them are good enough. Look, I wish more games were on the end of good enough. More are than you think. It's just that they aren't they aren't to your taste. I mean, I guess that's fair. GBO2 is, like, one of the few, like, live service games I attempt playing because I do enjoy the gameplay. And because I've been extremely lucky with my Gatchala, because I I have my rule. I mean, I come from Vegas. I, I, I was lucky enough to be born in Vegas and be of 
when, you, when you're in Vegas, one of two mindsets erupts. Either you are a compulsive gambler or you are completely immune to the idea of gambling. And luckily, I'm in the latter camp. I just, I will not spend a single cent on a gotcha game. Uh, you know, if there's a free-to-play live service game and they release, like, a skin I want or something, maybe I'll buy that. But I'm never going to spend money on, like, tokens for a gotcha. I just, you know. Yeah. I, I am, I'm, I'm, I'm lucky enough to have that uh, that kind of bra- uh, brain mentality that developed. Um, because, you know, not everyone does. And I totally get it. But, you know. Yeah. I'm not immune to gotcha, but I am immune to pretty much every other form of gambling. It's partially because I don't like money. <laughs> God, I, I still remember when I turned 21 and, like, my mom had given me some money and was like, you need to try gambling. You live in Vegas. So I walked into the casino... And then I put the money in my wallet, and then I walked out, like, 15 minutes later, and was like, ah, yeah, I tried, uh, I tried a couple of hands of blackjack, and then, you know, I didn't get anything. You broke even, yeah. I broke even, yeah. Oh, no, I didn't even tell her I broke even, I just told her I lost, and she's like, well, that money was to be lost anyway, you know, it was, I'm like, okay, yeah, totally. Yep, yep, this is how, how gamblers think, it's. Well, (sighs) you know, and my mom's not a gambler, she's just, you know, a dealer, but it was supposed to be my cool look, you're 21, you can gamble and drink now. I was much more interested in the drinking than the gambling, I'll tell you that much. Mm-hmm. Uh, anyway. <laughs> um, well, let's talk about some mobile suits, probably. Yeah, uh, spending nine minutes of uh, doing, like, friend of the show with Em and Jackson, uh, doing our little mini VoIP, our version of a mini VoIP life at the front there. I can't help it. Look, I just like talking. Yeah, well, you know, good good place for it, right? I was gonna say this is my this is the only place where people are gonna hear my voice recorded, and I'm going to share my various anecdotes and whatnot. <laughs> so you know, yeah. What do you want to roll this week? Uh, what do I want to roll? Well, last week we did an everything roll. Let's just do a GGP constrained roll this week. Okay. Now. Makes sense for me. And then if we Oops. do a second, we do a second. I mean, we'll see what we get, because we never right. know. We get Cosmic Error again, I'm going to cry. No, we got Correct Sentry. Okay. Not m- okay, yeah, it's definitely going to be a two-episode week, though, because there's not anything left in Correct Sentry that we're going to talk all that much about. At least I don't think. Uh, yeah, this one will be pretty quick. Have we... Have we done this? I think we've done this. Wait, what is it? We definitely did the Mahiru. Yeah, we did the Mahiru. It must be one of the ones that's on that's on two lists. It's on listener request as well. Okay, well, uh, re-roll. Yeah, I yeah we sheet. did the Mahiru September 21st of last year. Okay, no, this is another one that doesn't have any variants and will take us no time at all. It's the... Okay, you know what? I should give you the thing, right? I, I'm so mad because I just looked... At, sorry, real quick. I looked at our Mahiru episode, and it was only the Mahiru, but we also talked about Sideswipe slash Lambor, uh, the 1997 Subaru Impreza, the 1988 Honda Civic, and a 1989 Lamborghini Countach. Countach? Sure, I remember that. uh, Anyway, alright, what's the number? You know, I'm going to be really funny. Are you ready for me to be really funny? Okay, yeah, be really funny. Six, do it. Uh, This is the XM0754. XM0754? What the fuck? XM0754. How are you being funny with this? This is the Bandai. The what? 
okay, you want the other name. That's fair. The G-MF, excuse me, the G-M1F. I... I... Hmm. If it's G dash, oh, it's it's a it's a it's a turn A original, right? This isn't like this isn't going right. to end up being the Zissin or something, because those no. all have model numbers that are similar to like their existing ones. Um, <laughs> uh, trying to remember which ones we've done. Um. Is this something weird like the Bologna? This is the Bandit. Oh, Bandit. Okay. Oh, the G yeah. M1F Bandit, aka the XM0754 Bandai. I don't know where that comes I, yeah, from. Yeah, I was going to say, where does that name come from? I've never seen it that way. I haven't either. Anyway, um, hey, one of my favorite turn A suits, I'll say. So, this suit fucking rules. Um. Uh, so I, I'm checking MAHQ because they can actually be trusted as opposed to the Gundam wiki. And they say the G-M1F is the Moonrace name, but its original name was the Bandai. So I guess because it when it was dug up, it was the Bandai, and then the Moonrace started calling it. That's my guess. Okay. I don't remember. I, don't um, remember. I do know that... Okay, so yeah, the Bandit. This is, as you mentioned, used by the Moonrace, uh, specifically used by uh, the Gingham fleet. Uh, and... The first time we see this, they're digging up a bunch of these from uh, a mountain cycle on the moon. And it's like, oh, yay, hey, we got cool new suits. And uh, we see Mary Bell, and I don't know if we get any other name pilots on them. It just says Mary Bell. I know um, Sweats and Sterno never pilots one of these. He's always in the Mahiro, so. Uh, yeah, so this is a weird mobile suit. Um, So looking at the design, um, starting with the head... You've got a very median head. This is also a, a Sid Mead suit. Um, this is, you know... Uh, so you have a very Sid Mead head going on. Uh, almost like a sumo in shape for the head, though it has two V-fins, almost. Uh, or, like, you know, horns that are swept back. Uh, an interesting note about these, too, is... So, on the head, you have a bunch of, like, glass. And it's interesting, though, because you even have glass on the horns. Hmm. You can see it on the two, you know, like on the end, like the ends of the horn. Specifically with the further away antenna, you can see it still has that reflective glass. Yeah. Which I think yeah, is actually true. really cool that it just has a plate of glass there. <laughs> or like whatever that is, probably like a sensor screen. It's um, got a very beetle head that I think looks great. Mm -hmm. No, no, no other facial details really though. Like it's got just this like dome head with a couple of little windows on it and these two little horns and then or like um, v-fin like horns and then you've got like mm -hmm. the glass and it's mostly just panel lining all over the head i mean it's again it's very sid mead looking um mm -hmm. and i quite like it uh, it does look like it's almost like dual layered because if you look at like where the glass is you can see that like it's technically on a section that's above another section uh if you're actually looking at images on the wiki um well, this is from a future thing because it does make a cameo in Build Fighters. It's not a special unit or anything. You can see it really good from the um, side view here where you can see that the head is like layered. Um, specifically in this image, I was going to say. Well, there's also a, a like a top-down image that I think shows it pretty well. Uh, where 
where's that at oh yeah yeah so you can see it's got like it, it's almost like two layers going on with the head uh i really mm-hmm. like it i i just i dig this head a lot uh where you also get very meaty with this is the torso which i this is hard to describe because this is not shaped <laughs> like any existing torso in all of gundam uh at all it's a very weird torso so you've got in the mi- very middle right you've got okay like, okay no okay. dylan i yeah, got this you got all this right. okay all right. describe it then so have you ever been to a japanese market uh, that has a bakery i have not great you know a chocolate coronet uh I kind of know what one is, I'm pretty sure, yeah. Okay, so this is two chocolate coronets stuck to a central bar. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, the thing about Singularly the torso... Unhelpful. The thing about the torso that's really weird to me is specifically, so... In the very middle, you've got this, like, bright orange uh, armor piece that is... On, on the front, it is jutting out, and it's, it, it, it's shaped... It's got like a semicircular shape. It's very, it's flat on the bottom though, and it's flat on the sides. Um, if you look on the rear part of it, uh, it actually has like almost like a spine going on with it, like a very you know round one. Uh, it's not like, like uh like this isn't a spoiler, but if you've ever built the inner frame of any IBO suit, yeah, like one of those kind of spines. Uh, yeah, and then on either side of the body, you've got the more armor like you know the torso itself sticking out uh but it's asymmetrical first of all so on the the left the left side it's left torso you've it's actually the most plain part because it's just yellow and you've got like two little like juts of armor and then you can have there's like a little bit of the shoulder that actually like goes into the uh torso armor there uh and you've got like a cut underneath like that goes under and around it like it, these are very round pieces so everything is very circular uh on the other side you just have a mess of weird orange pieces and i do not these are the things that like i'm just staring at and i'm like what is going on here because they are just it is weird looking um you've got like it, it almost looks like i know this isn't what it is it almost looks like it's got a small orange megaphone on one side I can see it. Sure. Yeah, you see at the like end of the top. Basically, it's got like some orange armor bits that are just like very rounded and shapey going around it, uh, including a bar going under the torso to the back and connecting into that little back area, the spine. Um, the shoulders are also asymmetrical on the left hand side or on its left side. So you know when you're looking at it from the front, the right, uh, you've got a big shoulder in the same kind of very dark it's basically a dark yellow color uh that is um you know same color of armor it's just a very round shoulder you've got some little panel line details but it's mostly just all you know one singular shape um though when you get to the back of it it has a bunch of flat parts with more paneling um for the other shoulder you have a bright orange shoulder that is still very pauldrony looking um it's got like a little bump on the top and it's also same thing though right mostly it's just all of its details are panel lines it's not like it has like verniers or anything i can like really you know suss out as being parts it's just 
It, it's again very Sid meaty. Mm-hmm. Um, the arms are very weird. So the upper arm, you've got this very square, uh, polyhedral armor going on. Uh, lots of like flat panels all over this armor. Um, and and like a big gap on the front of it on either side. Uh, it's got a like a bicep bar as well. These are actually symmetrical looking at them. Uh, for for the arms. Um, though they have a very interesting thing going on with the joint here. So they have like a ball joint, and then the ball joint has like armor that mostly covers the. It actually covers the inner joint rather than the outer joint. Which is just not yeah. like like because if you look at it from the rear, you can see it. it. It can't like the the wrist itself sweeps back enough to protect it like on the elbow part. So it's just really weird that it has armor on the inner joint. <laughs> just the complete opposite of what you would expect armor to be. Uh, and mm-hmm. then the lower arm, like I mentioned, also very boxy polyhedral. Uh, lots of little lining details and like little bits of uh depth going on uh has a bit of an elbow that sweeps back uh to protect the back of the rounded joint um uh and the hands even the hands are kind of weird the hands have really chunky thumbs is the main deal that i can say that's different about them like the rest of them uh mostly the same other than you also have like kind of a bit of a chunky bottom of the palm as well like it's 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 got a very weird shape for the palm and the thumb does it? It looks like maybe it has. Mm, no. I, I think, I think it's just supposed to look like it. weird yeah. gloves, almost. I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Um, for the waist, we have the central crotch piece. This is the cockpit, because turn A. Um, and uh, the way it opens is the it has that big split down the middle of it. Uh, that just slides open, and that's where the cockpit is. Um. No skirts or anything like that. You've got two yellow ball connecting areas that are part of the upper leg connecting into the, like, the middle torso there. Um, mm-hmm. The legs, speaking of shapes, again, lots of flat panels, lots of little dark gaps. Really weird looking armor um, for the for the front of the legs. No armor on the back of the legs, incidentally, which is interesting. You have a lot of exposed frame. At least that's what I feel like it's supposed to be. Uh, it definitely has the vibe of, like, the back of a couple of the other tourney uh, suits where it... Uh, out of curiosity, does this... I don't think this moves via eye-field propulsion, but it, it has, like, you know, the back of the thighs have a bunch of the little swept-back, like, gaps in it that mm. kind of remind me of, like, you know, for instance, the back of the tourney's legs and all that. Where, yeah. you know... And I'm sure this is still, if I'm remembering right, where it emits thrust from is the back of these. But um, it's not eye-field propulsion, it's just normal propulsion. Uh, the leg joints on this guy are wild before we get to the lower leg. Because if you look at it from the back, you've almost got a series of three cylinders that are, like, stacked. I think only the lower two are the joints. But it's really bizarre. <laughs> Yeah, I'm not sure what's going on there. It's I, I assume it's so it can do like a 180 with a leg, like it can rotate on both of those. I don't know though. Um, they should make a model of this thing so we can find out. <laughs> um, uh, that sounds like a task. 
I, I would love a model of this, but yes. Uh, the lower leg, though, also, again, lots of, fl like, flat in the middle, um, you know, lots of flat paneling all over it, but, and it has a couple of gaps from the front and then on the back. A uh, little bit more armor on the very back, though you still got a bunch of exposed frame going on, and at the bottom you can see you've got a very large cylindrical joint for the feet. Uh, which then goes into another cylindrical joint. Because <laughs> you've got the large one on top, uh, and then you can see, though, there's like a little bar, and then there's another cylindrical joint that the actual toes are on. Right, that's for the toes to move based. Yeah. You know, and then, fire. so you've got, uh, for the feet, a uh, bit of a weird design, a heel that is basically two boxes going backwards. There's a little bit of a high heel effect going on. And then for the front, uh, basically like three sections of... Or, Actually, let's see. How many of these are there? Five. Sorry. Five sections of flat armor arranged. Uh, the three are, you know, the three have the uh, their faces facing up. And then the two on the sides are, you know, facing sideways. Um, almost like a weird house. Uh, and then it's got, like, three visible toes, basically. Uh, mm -hmm. You've got two, like, little orange or two little yellow panels. And in the middle, you have a big orange one. Uh, for the back of the the backpack, quote unquote, the only thing I haven't talked about is uh, the back of the torso. You've got two really dark yellow, like a very like almost brown color of um, like thrusters sticking out of the back. Uh, I believe these are a mix of thruster pods, and these are also where the uh, it, it can watch the weird. Uh, it has some squeeze arms. Oh, is that what those are called? Yeah. They're the squeeze arms. Yeah. Um, also, I think some of these gaps are for the Uzi armor. Yeah. So, the bandit is a really weird near end of the show suit. Um, it, it's so, a cop. What? It's a cop. It is a cop because, yeah, it was apparently originally a cop mobile suit designed to deal with MS crimes. So it's designed for capturing MS, which is why it has... Oh, so it's, so it's for dealing with stuff like the fucking, uh, Boundock, or...? <laughs> um, so for its weapons, uh, it does have a single beam saber. Uh, the beam saber in design is very similar to, you know, a lot of the beam sabers in turn A, where you've got, like, the, um... It, it's it's you know... kind of flat... It's... You know, there are two reasons I thought of the Bound Dock. One is, of course, I just don't like it, right? We know this. But the more interesting reason is because this thing has a weapon called the squeeze arm, and you always do that. this is my squeezing arm. You know what? That's fair. <laughs> um, so, th this... What a weird suit. Sorry, just looking at, like, the parts. So, yeah, the Beam Saber, very, like, standard turn A design, where it's, like, the flat uh, cylindrical Beam Saber. Um... It's got a, it's, it, it, you know, they, they kind of look very similar throughout the show, which is fine. Mm -hmm. yeah. Um, it does have chest missiles. I'm trying to see if in the art book it shows how the chest opens up for those. Um, because I'm not seeing that. Uh, I'm Me seeing either. other, I'm seeing other things, but not, just not that. Um, but... Besides the chest missiles, as you mentioned, the squeeze arms. These are on the back pylons. These are basically, um, as they are described here, heat hawks with sensor eyes uh, that also, um, they, 
they they have a bunch of wires and they launch out like a bunch of little rocketed wires and they squeeze and grab onto a mobile suit usually used for uh getting them non-lethally uh yeah uh, they've got six. Each one has oh! like six arms. I forgot. These arms. are actually not inside of the backpack pods because if you look, these are actually an attachment for the sides of the backpack pod. Yeah, you can see that. Like, there's the um in the um in the actual on the Gundam wiki on design details too. You can see the mounts for them, and it's this like like collapsing, expanding like scaffolding that it mounts on the arm shoulder part. That yeah, looks really cool. Yeah, I do like that there's just a whole... They, they just show off... It doesn't even use, like, a lot of the scaffolding, but, like, I love that they show all the positions it can be in and stuff in this art. Um, what the actual um little end thrusters maybe have... I'm trying to see... No, they don't... So I see a missile pod down there, but that's also an attachment. Oh, because if you would look in the top middle of that Detail 2 section, I'm sorry, I just noticed we have the full armor version of it, which has all of the parts on it. Yeah. Uh, which, so it has a lot, because it has a bunch of, like, what are essentially missiles carrying missiles, as you can see from the two there. It's got... So the squeeze and arms are in the, like, you know, in the... I believe that would be in the middle, most. Or the middle of the three. Um, and then the yes. inner, the innermost scaffold uh, equipment looks like uh, it just looks like a really big claw missile because and it doesn't like it shows how it opens there, but it doesn't have and it has a thruster on it, but it doesn't have like anything else. And then on um, the one for the piece, pieces on the end, those are missiles that are full of missiles that also launch off. It's such a strange set of armaments on this thing. They carry about 20 missiles, uh, according to the note there. Uh, and then and then I guess those micro-missiles are just a different optional equipment that it uses at one point that is not based on the the, the full armor backpack there. They're not even micro, they're like mini-missiles, but like they're or, still decent size. Yeah. What a weird What a weird set of armaments for this suit. You're right about that, now that I'm looking at it. Um, Why, like, I feel like you just need to make all three mount squeezing arms. You need, what was that, uh, 36 squeezing arms and just, uh, you know. And then, deal with the as you mentioned, you mentioned the Uzi armor, which is specifically that it can secrete nanomachines from its frame uh, to harden itself and uh, improve its durability. Um, so, you know, that's, that's fun. Yeah. Um, but yeah, this is. Um, again, not really much else to say about it now that I've covered the weapons. Like, they dig it up from the mountain cycle. It's like, damn, this is a cool thing. Uh, it's a big enough deal. Well, I know they put it in the OP. I'm pretty sure they put it in the OP because they told Tamino to put more robots in the OP, which is really funny. <laughs> um, I think, are these the ones we see flying around in that weird, like, they fly in that weird mode? Hold on, let me see if that's them. Like, near the end of the series, flying through the moon city. I don't think so, but... I'm trying to remember what that was, then. Hold on. Just give me one sec. I mean, we have time, given how long these episodes are. Um, hold on. Because it's definitely, like, right at the end, the part I'm thinking of. I'll be able to find it uh, in just a moment. Um, but yeah, uh, it's definitely one of my 
favorite turn A suits. One of my favorite of the weirdo fucking... It's a weird suit. It's not based on anything. And that's another reason I like it is, you know, it is not... It's just what it is, you know? Uh, Which is good. Um, Yeah. uh, Oh, wait, hold on. I found it. The bit that I'm thinking of. It's in the preview. It was in the preview for this episode, so it's got to be popping up at some point in this episode. Let's see. Ah, here we go. Yep. Here we go. They do have a weird fucking, like, flight mode thing going on. So. Forgot that Marybelle's just holding fucking Jim in the hand there. Oh, like, just where their backs lift up? Well, like... Not just that, but, like, look at the weird posture it takes. (laughs) It does kind of, like... Like, it turns on a dime while maintaining that posture is the thing. What is this... This is, like, a very, like... There's something that this is classically evoking in me, and I'm trying to... (laughs) It's so funny because it holds that pose the whole time, and that's, like, the reason it's stuck out of my head is, like, a weird flight mode is because it just has the right arm you know kind of curled and holding Jim and then the left arm is just facing backwards and it's just kind of floating around I mean I guess you know if you look at it it is kind of just striking the most like aerodynamic pose it can basically Um, but it does look like it is riding on like you know what it kind of reminds me of Hmm. I mean it's arm is going the wrong way but it reminds me of the, what are they called? Like the s- s- stops or something from uh, Star Wars, the prequels, like the little like oh, standing. The little, yeah, the standing things that the flyer um, units. Yeah, yeah, that the battle droids use. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Also, uh, that missile pod. Okay, so that is in that thruster unit. Looking at the back there. Ah, uh, okay. You can see it on the left. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, they just drew the strut for the thruster really big there, so it looked like a really weird wing or something. Mm-hmm. But you can see where it's supposed to be attached to, so. Okay. So yeah, this thing is just loaded with all kinds of weird fucking weapons. Um, I, I, I think it's a little excessive for a police unit, but, you know. <laughs> Lots of missiles. I mean, you know, it's a poli- you know, it's the thing about the police, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they love having weapons they should not have. That's all I can. That, that's all I can think of too. The low, hang, it's the it's the easy low hanging fruit joke to make, but it's that's a joke. Yeah, sure. Uh, I I say joke. Yeah, well, you know what I mean. <laughs> me me staring at like a bunch of fucking like you know, SWAT being like, haha, yeah, comedy jokes. You know what I meant. <laughs> I do. I do. I'm just sad about the world. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah no, <laughs> that's, that's the bandit. That's, entirely <laughs> that's a that's a that's a cop called the bandit. Yep. Yeah, I just realized it's also called the bandit and it's the cop. That's okay. Yeah. Anyway, all right. <sighs> well, uh, fuck. Yeah, that's pretty much it, though. That's all I. It's all that there's left to discuss. I'm like looking at all these notes. I'm like, is there anything else really to mention? Not really, though. It's a cool suit. It is a cool suit. It's just standalone, and it's what it is. Uh, and it needs a model kit. Cause they never made a model kit of it. And I would love that. Uh, but anyway. Yeah. All right. Well, six. Uh, any questions or anything at the end since this is a short one? No, nope. Okay. No's nope, I guess is what I said there. Great. 
All right. Good job, brain. Normal. Um, <sighs> all right. Well, then six. Where can people find you online? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at six detmar s i x d e t t m a r. You can find my work at scanlinemedia.com or patreon.com slash scanlinemedia. By the way, that uh, that that Twitter is where you'd send questions, comments, listener requests. And you can find me at LowPolyRobot on Twitter.com as well as on Co-Host. Uh, I typically, I've been lazy about posting my Mecca a day on uh, Co-Host mostly because of being awake at weird times. And I'm like, well, no one's going to see it. But then I end up just not posting anything then. Um, but, you know, I, I've just, I've been away from the computer in general uh, lately, which, you know. It, it makes me feel bad in that, oh no, everyone's going to forget I exist, but... Also, it is not a bad thing to do. Yeah. To step away from it for a bit. Uh, but anyway, alright. Uh, well. I think the last thing I posted was uh, I had gotten a bunch of, speaking of friends of the show uh, with MAHQ, I had gotten a bunch of the Most Speeda line art and I posted the one I like from Most Speeda. Uh, the Legios uh, Zeta. Um, which is yeah. a cool robot. And it is hard to find art. I don't have any. I, I just was surprised that I don't have any Mospita books. I have to actually look around and see if I can find any. We'll say this is a cool robot. But anyway. All right. Uh, yeah. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> つむく少年の瞳は心の海見つめて静かに微笑んでる生まれくるもの消えてゆくもの全ては定めの